Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. Or should I say Fate of Eisen? Today's episode is a bit different. We recorded something super awesome for this week and promptly lost it. It was a harrowing experience to say the least. But our friends at Fate of Eisen were kind enough to send us their remastered first episode. They're a Kiwi D&D actual play podcast that is frankly pretty awesome. So awesome that if you live in New Zealand, you can actually go see them live at the Wellington Fringe Festival. If you like us and our comedy, you're bound to love them as well. Anyways, without further ado, I'll let their DM introduce the episode. Hey, thanks for listening to The Fate of Ison, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast set in the fantastical made-up world of Ison and recorded in the fantastical made-up world of New Zealand. First off, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this first episode. We appreciate you taking the time to check us out, and we hope you enjoy our story, our characters, and our antics at the table. Uh, I'm Brad, the Dungeon Master, or DM. Before we introduce the players and jump into the game, let me quickly introduce the story and the world we'll be playing in. Ison is a world of adventure, danger, fantasy and magic. Every 800 years an immense wave of raw magical energy known as the Surge bursts forth from Ison's core. Rare people called wielders can harness this raw energy and use it to become powerful, almost godlike sorcerers without equal. However, if no wielders are present at the time of the surge, the raw magic comes to Ison untethered, causing catastrophic global destruction. Storms, floods, winds, earthquakes and volcanic eruptions change the very shape of the world, bringing its citizens to the brink of extinction and leaving the few survivors to crawl from the rubble, starting civilization anew. The next surge is due any day now, and as yet, no wielders have been found. However, for most people on Ison, the primary concern is the ever-growing, ever-conquering Arkvale Empire. This once peaceful kingdom has spent the last few decades spreading across Ison's main continent leaving only a few independent kingdoms standing. Arkvale's most recent acquisition, Airedale, is a devout religious kingdom of Brune, the god of order. The premier of Airedale saw the inevitability of the Empire's success, and in the name of order, actively aided the Empire in defeating the neighboring kingdoms of Cyrus and Bruss, before laying down its own arms in surrender. Airedale opened its gates to the unstoppable Empress, and in doing so lost its autonomy, but was spared the gruesome conquest that had befallen the other kingdoms in the Empire's wake. A great number of Airedale's citizens were in open outrage at their leader's cowardice, and began protesting and rioting in the holy city of Brune, Airedale's rich and magnificent capital. These protesters were mercilessly slaughtered by a joint military force of Empire soldiers and Airedale's own Holy Legion. This led to the formation of the United Arkvale Resistance, 
an underground organization with the goal of undoing the Premier's cowardly decision and taking back Airedale from their new foreign masters. Hi guys, I'm Jules. I'm playing Molly Craft. Molly Craft is a 24-year-old half-elf bard who uh, is the youngest of her two brothers and her family is from like a cider craft orchard <laughs> craft cider um yeah so she's pretty awesome she's like an entertainer she's been running around like in the world by herself for a while because she kind of lost her brothers like psych uh they left her alone that happens and i'm um, learning about how to be a badass so i'm looking forward to bringing her to the table <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just talking shit about my character. Um, I'm Oliver Scripps. I'll be playing Vanfor Watt, who is a um, human barbarian. He's a seven foot tall, lanky as all hell, slightly psychopathic um, street man. Um, he's been living most of his life uh, the rough way after being abandoned by his family at age two because he was weird. <laughs> he's. Um, he's a fighter, barbarian, uh, and will essentially be bringing to the table weirdness and aggression. And that's all he has to offer. Oh, it's me. Uh, uh, howdy. I'm Josh Kurtzwood. Uh, I'm playing Trestlespoon Durr, who is a, a roguish gnome. One of the roguish gnomes uh, in in the world. Uh, he's a bit of a rogue. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a sneaky he's a sneaky young young gnome. Uh, in his spare time, he enjoys reading, mostly uh, Shane Austin. And, uh, but he's not gonna canon. Be not this, canon. He's going to be on this adventure, <laughs> and he'll be uh, around the campfire doing uh, sneak attacks. Uh, yeah. We can re-record these later. <laughs> it's good. To get There's it. an author in this world called Janet Ostrin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's familiar with her works. Our story begins in the remote town of Farhaven, the westernmost settlement in the Holy Kingdom of Airedale. Farhaven is a small settlement at the foot of the western slopes, nestled in alongside the Lifeblood River and a large forest known as Haplands Wood. It has been one month since the Premier's surrender of the kingdom to the Empire, and the citizens of Farhaven are just now beginning to feel Arkvale's presence. Small bands of Arkvale soldiers in their black and gold uniforms have been seen harassing shopkeepers, threatening men, women and children, and demanding free service at the local inn, the Mountaineer's Respite. Since the arrival of the soldiers a few days ago, a number of buildings have been torched to the ground, although thankfully there have been no casualties. Most Farhaven citizens assume the Arkvale soldiers lit the fires either as a means to scare the town into obedience, or simply because they're waiting for orders from the Empress and they're bored. Killian Rett, a high-ranking member of the United Arkvale Resistance, or UAR, arrived in Farhaven this morning and has been distributing flyers looking for new recruits to stand against the Arkvale Empire. So, um... At the start of this day, uh, Banfors sort of started the way he, he usually starts most days. Um, he's pretty much woken up in a, in a, in a midden, in a, in a sort of a trash pile, um, in an alleyway with, um, a dog licking his face. Um, which he's not, you know, stoked about, but also he's sort of a little bit too hungover and worse for wear to stop the dog licking his face. 
Um, Zoe just sort of lies in for a minute and pulls some trash over him like a blanket. Does he have some idea of where he is? Like, is this his first this day is, waking up in Farhaven? Or? This, look, mate, every day's um, a new start for him. Uh, he, he just tends to wake up and take it as it comes. Um, Farhaven is a place that he's gotten to uh, fairly recently, and since he's arrived, he's pretty much um, just drunk, smoked, and ingested everything he can to um, make it seem like he's not living in alleyways. Okay. Um, he, he's gotten into a couple of scrapes with uh, local guards and doesn't have a huge amount of time for them. Has he encountered the Arkvale soldiers who have just arrived? He's encountered what were sort of black and gold blurs okay. um, in the middle of a blackout. And and he he's woken up with a fair few injuries which were likely dished out by them, but he could neither confirm nor deny this. Um, so he's woken up, he's eaten some stuff he's found on the ground, and has started his day searching for a drink or a rock to smoke. Okay. Um... Uh, Trestle Spoon. So you've been staying at the Mountaineers Respite for the last few months. Oh yes. Um, since it's owned by uh, goblins such as yourself. Yes. Not gnomes. goblins. Gnomes. My gnomes. apologies. Um, okay. Don't be racist. Racist. Uh, <laughs> and um, basically, on your lifelong search for your missing family, you mm-hmm. ran out of leads, and you sort of ended up here by default. Yeah. Since you heard of um, these two gnomes who ran an establishment and were yep. quite well known in the area and mm. you just decided this is as good as you were going to get for the time being. Oh yeah. Um, and so what are, you, what are you doing on this day? Uh, well, yesterday was an early night. Uh, <laughs> wasn't much on. Uh, they brought me some nice food this morning but uh, pumpkin soup, like not really what I was going for. You know, I'm more of a potato and leek guy so that was disappointing uh i had to put a lot of salt in it to kind of make up for that but otherwise it was just a quiet night and really um yeah really bored really looking for something to do i think uh just uh keep my head down yeah no new further down no <laughs> further down yeah my head my nose is scraping along the floor uh <laughs> and uh yeah nothing i'm at a bit of a loss of uh, things to do okay so you don't have any plans for this day no, I might go for a walk, but um, not not much. Okay, um, have you been doing anything to earn money over the past few months that you've been staying at the inn, or you've, you've just been doing it on goodwill? Oh, I clean the, the bathroom sometimes, but it's a mess. It's a mess in there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some of these soldiers come in, There's I don't even know how they project what they do onto the walls, but they do, um, so they... They give me um, uh, room and board for, for helping out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Marley, what are you doing on this day? Am I already in town? You tell me. Okay. Um, well, you know, I'm a bit of an early riser, and I, uh, I decided that the town uh, that I was just in, I was kind of done with me. Uh, well, I was done with them. I mean. Uh, so I found a new town, um, walked into town really early in the morning and, you know, I'm looking around for some kind of inn or something that might hire me tonight to play some music, basically. So I'm just kind of wandering around town looking for an inn. Okay. All right. So, uh, we'll, we'll go with that as our starting point. You are wandering around town. You, are you trying to keep a low profile from the Arkvale soldiers? You had a friend who was recently, uh, 
brutally slain by Yes, but he was brutally Arc. slain because he wrote a shitty song about Arkvale soldiers. And, I mean, it was a great song. Actually, it was hilarious, but the Arkvale soldiers really didn't think so. So as long as I don't sing that song, I think I'm probably okay at this point. I'm not a fan of them, though. They're dicks. But I'm not exactly trying to hide from them. Yeah, you're not one to keep a low profile in any but, regard. Yeah. Mm. And they're one of the only pain gigs in town, I assume. So you know. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in me pissing people off. I mean, he was drunk at the time and he did a dumb thing. Didn't deserve to get killed, assholes. But, you know, bad life. Hashtag. <laughs> okay, so you go... You approach... Ye oldie Twitter. <laughs> Hashtag barding life. <laughs> You approach the door of the Mountaineer's Respite. It's uh, easily the largest building in the town. It's a big two-story, pretty much wooden box, uh, but very easily identifiable as an inn. Sweet. The words Mountaineer's Respite Inn over the door. Sweet. So it's pretty hard to miss. I can can figure that one out. Yeah. Um, Uh, My intelligence uh, scores aren't amazing, but even I have got that one now a lot. So (laughs) you looking for a place to stay while you're here in town. That seems your best bet. Yep. Um, I'm going to go on in. Okay, and you go on in, and uh, there is a gnome there who looks obviously bored, and he's just sitting, not behind the bar, but just kind of on it. Okay. (laughs) Hello! My name's Molly Craft, and I'm, like, an entertainer, and I need, like, a place to stay, and you want to book me for your entertainment tonight. Uh, Well, I mean, if you're the owner. I mean, are you the owner? Uh, n- no, 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 I just, I'm just around, uh, I'm just around here, you'll right. need to speak to... Right, do you know where I can find the owner? Uh, they went out for, for a bit, they'll be, they'll be back, they'll be back in a, in a, in a, in a minute, uh... Okay, uh, is there anybody to get me any food then? Yeah, there's I mean, the, 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 the bar guy. Yeah, yeah. Are I, you I it? Uh, no, I mean, you're I, sitting I wanna, on the bar. No, I don't want to touch any of the. Stuff. Your butt is literally touching stuff right now. No, but this is like a space. See, I have a little sign. I have a little sign that says my trestle spoons bar sit place. I'm not allowed <laughs> anywhere else. That's your name, trestle spoon. Yeah, trestle. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Uh, hi. <laughs> trestle spoon. You know what, trestle spoon? I'm going to call you tre. Because tre sounds easier than trestle spoon. Okay. Not yeah. even trestle. No. That's what my mum called me. I mean, trestle is literally a table. You know you're called tablespoon, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. tablespoon. Yeah. I'm you're aware? Yeah. Okay, cool. On a bar. Yeah. yeah. You hear a voice coming from the back. Spoonie, is that a customer? Spoonie! Yes. Yes. It, it is. Qu- quick. Hi! <laughs> Hi! Okay, and then you hear you hear footsteps. Tom, 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 tom. They sound small but furious. Okay. I, I mean furious as in uh, powerful, not angry. And then up, out comes another gnome, and then hops up on a stool and stands behind the bar. And it is a gnome female. That's um, Trestle Spoon. You know as no, Binky no. Twain, one of the two <laughs> owners. Like Mark Twain. Binky Twain. Sure. All right. Uh, and <laughs> she is a very well-known local person, uh, personality. She makes it her business to know anyone and everyone. Uh-huh. And she's just a very big, fun person that most people like. Big in personality, obviously yeah. not stature. Uh, her husband, with whom she co-runs the Mountaineers Respite, um, Dindle Twain, mm-hmm. he is a lot more quiet and kind of just it stays in the background. Um, sure. Um, so you know them because you've been staying with them for a few months. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, Binky says to you, Marley, 
Uh, oh, new in town, new in town. Need a room? Definitely need a room. You look like the lady to talk to. I sure am, Pinky. And she reaches out her hand across the bar and she has, she has to like really lean really far to try and reach you and still doesn't. <laughs> I lean right over the bar and I go, Marley Craft, you may have heard of me. I can't say I have, but I'm sure one day I will. <laughs> well, you're hearing of me today, and if you're lucky enough, you'll hear me later tonight. I am an entertainer, and you in town looking for somewhere to play. Ah, that sounds excellent. It's excellent to me. There's a lot of bad things going on in town at the moment. Have you noticed the soldiers? Right bastards they are. Oh, I mean, I did notice them around there, and they're definitely assholes. They may have murdered my friend a couple of days ago. You know, just casually. Murder? Well, just between you and me, dear. There's been a lot of fires around here lately, and everyone suspects it's them, so I wouldn't put murder past them. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw it happen, so <laughs> fires is really not surprising to me. Hmm. Anyway, uh, you're looking for a room that will be... Uh, we can do uh, five silver a night. How long are you looking to stay? Uh, well, it depends on if I get employment here. Can we say one night, and then I'll see how we go? Excellent. Uh, when I get some time later, dear, I'll, I'll get you to play. What what is it that you you, you play? I play a uh, it's a it's a trumpet basically. A uh, trumpet. Yes, but I also do jokes. If you're interested, I'm a bit of a jester. Trumpet and jokes. Well, we haven't had anything like that here since uh, that old uh, trumpeting jokester was here last month. <laughs> So it's becoming a more and more common uh, form of entertainment. <laughs> that sprite, that, right. that sprite's nowhere near as good as I am, though. Uh, I know him. Spritey McSteam face, of course. Uh, he's, he's building a name for himself. Yes. Um, but I'm sure one day, Ma Marley... Craft. Cider. Marley Craft. You may have craft heard of Craft Cider. Yes, we, we used to sell Craft Cider, but uh, a few years ago it just kind of stopped production. Yeah, that may have been because my parents died. Uh, you know... <laughs> Oh, accidents happen uh, on an orchard. Them, a lot of them seem to follow you. Yeah, well, and it's, none of them are really my fault. Um, mm. But you know, you you make life, uh, you make cider while the apples are good. You, you know, be, you should put that in one of your skits. <laughs> uh, at this point, there's a quite an audible thump as uh, Bamfor walks face first into the doorframe <laughs> on his oh, way in. What on? person was that? And he, he then sort of backs up and sort of blinks quite a lot and then ducks through the doorway and, and sort of shuffles in um, with the dog still kind of following him. What is that smell? I, I think you're going to have a handful on your hands. I've seen this kind of time oh, before. Hello, hello, that's, that smells me. Hello. Um, do you have anything to drink? I'm quite thirsty. Well, we, we do have many things, if, if, if you have gold to buy. Um, yeah, on the subject of gold, um, I don't have any, but look, I'll, I'll, I'll literally do anything for a drink. Listen, there's nothing we, uh, need help with around here. We already have someone for that, and she shoots a glare at Trestle Spoon, who's sitting there just picking his nose. Um, uh, Bam for looks at Tristan Spoon and goes, Hello, little mate. Hello, where's your mummy? Hello, you're all out here working for yourself, Oh, dear yeah? God. Hello, little mate. What are you doing? Uh, Trestle Spoon raises one eyebrow in a suspicious manner and stares at the bartender as if to say, Get me out of this precarious <laughs> situation. Uh, then turns back to Bamfor and goes, Hello. And he goes, Hello, hello, mate. And Tousles is here. Are you, do you want candy? Do you want candy, mate? I don't have any, but do you want one? I, I, uh, no, don't put me in your pockets with your old candy. Oh, is he okay. 
Um, Binky picks up on your signal mm. to basically save you, and she says, "Oh, Spoony, um, I think Dindle's calling you from from the other room. Is you he might want to go see what he wants." Oh, is Dindle calling us? So come along, mate. Oh, Make no. sure you're can, right. Can, uh. Maybe someone could turn me to my room. That would be great. Oh, we got a room. Oh, is there a room? Why don't Banfall you show her to the room? Oh, I'll I, show you the room. I'm, I don't know where it is. Could you help us all could, night? Could maybe someone other than the drunk guy show me to the room? Okay, we'll, we'll have to settle the money situation a little bit later, dear, under other circumstances. Uh, Spoonie, before you go see Dinmore, can you please take... Uh, what was your name again? Marley Craft. Marley Craft. Can you mm-hmm. please take the Marley Craft to her room? Yes, of course. Here's the key to room. Uh, we'll put her in four. It's, it's, it's nice. Four. And, it's freshly clean. The best room, with the nice view. Come, Mally. Excellent. Thanks. <laughs> so Let's I'll, I get mean, out of here. <laughs> okay, I'll catch up with you guys later on. I guess if you want to get dinner or something. I mean, I'm around. I'll just. I'm in the alleyway. I'm adjacent. Pleasure. The- I'm adjacent. It's excellent. I'll see you in a bit. As for you, my dear friend, uh, I'll be happy to serve you a drink when you have some coin. Uh, a handy hint, the hawk farms in the northern paddocks are always looking for helpers. You don't need to necessarily be skilled. You look like a tough man. You could do a lot of good there. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Hawk farms. That's... A, that's. I've not seen my life going in this direction, but... All right. I'll see you in a few hours with some coin, I hope. Could you could you credit me perhaps a little bottle or something for the walk? I can give you uh, a single wineskin, I think, just to get you there. Oh, lovely. Oh, that'll, Just to enable you a little bit. That'll warm my little cockles and my little heart. Thank you, young okay. lady. Is your daddy around? Is I'm, he... I'm a fully grown adult gnome. Um... Oh, you're a cute little girl. Um, that is oh, are you on... bordering on offensive now? Um, <laughs> oh, it's... Take the wineskin and she hands you this wineskin that's really big in her hand, but then you take it and it's nothing in your hand. Oh, it's lovely. It's a lovely young lady that you are. Um... Oh, no one's called me young in over a hundred years. Well, you know, you're, you're, you're a child. <laughs> you're a small little child and I'll be going. Okay. See you later. Banfor what has no idea that gnomes are a thing and just thinks they're all children. Uh, okay, that was that's end of that scene. Uh, <laughs> I did not expect us all to meet all at once. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Marley, so you go up to your room. Do you put your things down? Do you keep them with you? No, I put I put most of my stuff down. It seems like the sort of end that I could trust. Okay, to be fine. Cool. Except for they the, gave me a key. Except for the drunken barbarian. Yeah, but they gave me a key, <laughs> yeah. so I can like lock the door. I assume nobody's going in there. Cool. And um, all right, so let's assume you you just leave the inn without any issue um, and go wandering around town looking for someone to hire you. Yeah, cool. So I'm looking for other inns. I'm looking for signs that say like birthday party. I'm looking for um, literally any kind of meeting that I could go to and be like, hey, you want to pay me a few silver? I'll play you a few songs after your meeting. Or okay. Whatever. This, this parties. Yeah, yeah like some... anything that's going on in town. So I'm just wandering around kind of lost and confused and getting s- down wrong alleys and you find yeah. you find an RSA hall, um, yeah. an AA meeting, yep. uh PTA gathering. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I grab a couple of biscuits from and cups of tea from some of them while yeah, I chat right. to people. I'm the quite ju- charismatic, so the, um, I'm having the, a chat. The state fair is in town. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, Do you, come, you come across people, you ask around, you find out that the Mountaineers' Respite is the only inn, yeah. and by and large it's the only like 
public room uh, so like uh, only like pub only like gathering place that isn't some private residence or, or business yep. of another you do find uh, that there might be possible opportunities to perform for any visiting um, wealthy merchants or, or nobles but the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim especially with Arkvale with this current Arkvale situation yeah and you walk into an alley and you overhear a conversation of two men talking and one of them is quite passionately denouncing Arkvale to the other one and basically like he's trying to give a sales pitch of anti-Arkvale about how they've come they've come to the kingdom of Airedale and they've, they've, they're, they're going to tear it down like they've torn down every other kingdom in their wake and, and they're evil they should be fought back and they should be fought back he keeps keeps drumming on that same point they should be fought back but no one's fighting back and you hear him say are you going to fight back and then you hear the other voice say well what can I do I'm just one person what, you know basically trying to weasel out of any kind of show of strength against the empire sure and I'm definitely intently listening because obviously I know it's wrong if they kill my friend yeah yeah just roll stealth for me just to see if you are staying hidden very well Ooh, you no. most definitely are not. Um, nope. You that cough. is a two. You cough, and they both <laughs> stop talking, um, and then you hear a few footsteps, and they round a corner, and there is you. One of the men goes, oh, and then runs away. And you are left with just one, and he says, um, uh, hello, miss. Uh, Hi. How much of that did you hear? Um, you know, not much. Um, just a bit about, you know, uh, rising up against Zugville. <laughs> Which, uh, which of course, is something that all good citizens would do. Uh, would uh, do you agree with that? Uh, I don't really have a problem with it. Then here, take this, and he hands you a piece of paper, and on it, it simply says uh, the word Arkvale with a big line through it, uh, and at the bottom it says stand up, resist, and then in really scribbled, quick handwriting, it says Chapel of Brune, midnight. <laughs> Well, I mean, I like your marketing. It's strong, simple, clear. You've got a good image. Thanks. Uh, we, we had a whole PR team uh, slap that together. Um, we had uh, focus groups. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can really see the work that went into it. You let down by the, uh, you know, the scribble at the bottom, but uh, the scribble... Oh, you're, you're having a meeting. Cool. Do you need somebody to play at that meeting? <laughs> we need as many people to attend as possible. Well, I mean, surely with Marleycraft playing, you could write that on the flyer too. Um, I'll come along. Uh, sure. I look forward to seeing you. Uh, bring strength. Bring fortitude. Sh- yeah. I'm strong as fuck, bro. Bring a will to fight. Awesome. And then he scuffers. And I start singing, I'm tiger, it's the thrill of the fight. <laughs> Rising up and sing no more because we'll have to pay for rights. Yeah. Um, That's why I shut up. <laughs> okay, uh, and trestle spoon. You uh, so you're at the inn. You mm. kind of hid away from Vanfor. I did. I'm doing. You got a character voice. Yeah. Hey. I'm trestle spoon. <laughs> uh, I'm cleaning out one of the toilets. Uh, right. Mess in there. Uh, and. And I hear these these young folks uh, come in while I'm just sweeping under the rug uh, in the toilet. There's a rug in the toilet, because that's what gnomes do. We have toilet rugs. <laughs> uh, uh, and these young folks come in just as I'm cleaning, and uh, I hear quite, quite a muttering. I, I feel I'm doing your, your job. 
No, um, that's, no. Right. Is that that's all good? as much my job as it is yours. Huh? Feel free to um, speak his trestle spoon when he speaks. Okay. Um, you don't have to <laughs> not do a voice, voice I can do. as a narrator oh, of your I feel your. <laughs> I'm looking about the room. <laughs> I'm rolling my dice now. Um, <laughs> just make sure we all speak up and into the microphone. Okay. Um, uh, so Trestle Spoon hears these uh, young folks come in uh, and they go into the stall uh, together, into the disabled stall, which is immediately suspicious. Um, but they're not up to anything, they're just kind of uh, muttering. Uh, and I'm uh, sweeping, uh, doing little, little <laughs> trestle spoon tune, trestle spoon tune. Is he like, oh, glory hole, that'll be interesting. You do, you do the old, I'm not listening hum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pay me no heed. Also, I like that the Mountaineer's respite is handicapped but acceptable. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be all sorts of handicaps. We have tentacle arm services. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, so you um, you overhear this muttered conversation. I sure do. And it essentially plays out the same way that um, the one that Marley heard did. Yes. Um, except it is this, this is two townspeople you've seen before, mm. and they are talking about how, how they heard that the resistance is in town, and they're trying to organise some kind of meeting, and they're basically talking back and forth with each other. Are you, are you going to go? I don't It's too dangerous. To, I mean, the Empire's here. They're here to stay. Well, I mean, what can we do? Uh, I don't want to get caught you know, resisting. Uh, what about you? And basically, they talk each other out of it. Mm. And you, you overhear all the information you need to hear about it. Of course. Um, that Arkvale are essentially the big bad. And that good people need to stand up against them. And currently, no one is. Mm-hmm. And that the meeting is at the um, Chapel of Broom at midnight. Hmm. Trestle Spoon raises an eyebrow as the the, the, the townsfolk leave. A little flyer drops out of their, one of their pocket. And I, 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 I pick it up and I put it in my pocket. I go, hmm, Trestle Spoon. <laughs> I love Trestle Spoon. He's I, my favourite already. <laughs> I love having in writing the information I just heard. Yes. Hmm, saying my own name. <laughs> so I don't forget. I imagine after every Trestle Spoon scene, there's this... <laughs> like yeah. spinning at the camera thing. <laughs> Just a little fucking gnome spinning at the camera. Away. Trickery. Okay, and Banfor. Um, Banfor makes it to the hog farm and he sort of just wanders up to a likely looking fellow and makes himself known as somebody who just needs to make a couple of coppers or a, or a silver or two for a, for a couple of days' work. Um, and, and whilst um, shoveling hog shit, uh, he notices a piece of paper in said hog shit that looks like it's been um, thrown away in a hurry. It's all creased and crinkled and whatnots. And it smells of hog shit now. And it smells of hog shit. Um, so he approaches the bookkeeper at the hog farm and asks him to read it to him. Okay. Um, because he can't read. Um, uh, and the book the bookkeeper looks at it and he's quite he takes it from you very reluctantly because it's covered in hawk shit oh it's covered in hawk shit <laughs> it looks at this like disgusted look of like Ugh. I mean I'm also covered in hawk shit thank you I've slipped uh, over several times this is uh, <clears throat> I mean he's he works on a hawk farm he is used to hawk shit but he didn't want to be handed a piece of paper that covered in it I mean he's an accountant as well he says, uh, <clears throat> uh, and what am I supposed to do with this um, I was just wondering what, what does it say 
Oh, uh, well, it, it appears to be some kind of propaganda. Um, says, it was says Arkvale. What's, what's, what's propaganda then? Well, let's not get into that. Um, I have a oh. feeling that that would be a wasted conversation. What's uh, conf- it's talking. A, well, it's, yeah. well, it says Arkvale. You're familiar with Arkvale, I Yes, um, this guy in it is, is sort of tallish. Is that Arkvale? Well, no, Arkvale's the empire. That's that's just uh, well, we're now part of the Arkvale Empire. Oh, that's nice. Is that nice? It, well, many think it's not. Whoever made this flyer thinks it's not. It's not nice. No, it's, uh, this is actually calling for people to stand up and stand against Arkvale, which uh, who wouldn't their right mind would do that? I mean, Arc we Vales. didn't want to be taken over, but I mean, they're in charge now. Who stands up against those in charge? I mean, people. People. I mean, uh, you tell me, mate. What's why? 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 Who? Hi, I'm Ben for what? Um, was. <laughs> What does it say? Gresham, lovely to meet you. Anyway, uh, Banfor? Banfor what? Yes, me. Right, uh, so, um, well, this, this, to be completely honest, I wouldn't bother with anything like this. It's it's, it's a call, an invitation to put yourself in grave danger, I would say. Um, but is if it, you're interested, they, meet, they appear to be meeting at the uh, Chapel of Brune at midnight. Is there any mention of catering? There is not. Although, this one does say something about um, a special appearance by Marley Craft, whoever that is. Oh, I've had this cider. Do you think you should bring any? I, I couldn't possibly speak on the matter. But it's just, oh, that sounds, that's, that sounds, that sounds nice. Okay, do you well. Mind, do you mind, are you going to finish that piece of bread? Uh, since you are putting hog shit covered <laughs> fingers all over it, I am not. I was going oh, to. Oh, it's terrible. That's um, terrible. Nice you know what? Here, you so. have that. Finish, finish nice. uh, cleaning out the stables and uh, I will have, uh, Six silver ready for you. Six? That's a lot of money, but uh, please that... do not come back. How many is that on my hands? That's your whole hand plus one finger from another. One. One finger. <laughs> Alright. Can I take something home with me? Well, it, that depends on what it is. Bag, of, ho- bag of hog shit? Take as much hog shit as you like. Yes. We, we have a surplus of it here. Oh, that's your nice man. You're a nice man. Few people say that about me, but thank you very much. Oh, you're all right. You're all right. And then he just touches his face <laughs> <laughs> with a very large uh, scarred hand that is also covered in hog shit. Grisham lets you, but only because you're huge and intimidating. <laughs> and he just kind of grimaces while he massages shit into his cheek. <laughs> and... Banfor says, Alright then, see you later, mate. If you want to get a drink, let me know. And he sort of goes to leave and then gets a little distracted and kind of just stands quietly in the corner for uh, upwards of six minutes. <laughs> and then leaves. Grisham shuffles papers waiting for you to leave and just keeps shuffling. <laughs> um, Banfor then leaves and starts, uh, finishes up his work, gets his silvers and takes um, a hessian sack of hog shit with him. Uh, and begins the long walk back into town. Okay. <laughs> Great. Cool. Um, so the rest of the day passes. You just do whatever you need to do throughout the day. And then we will go with, I'll say, Marley and Trestlespoon are already inside the chapel. Mm. And we'll I'm begin... setting up my trumpet in the corner. We'll begin this scene. <laughs> with... <laughs> 
Jurassic, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Um, I'm doing exercises. The T-Rex And Banfor is walking up to uh, the chapel, and it's just a very small, white-painted chapel building, very nondescript. You walk inside, and it's dimly lit by a torch in all four corners, and one on a or beside a um, podium of some kind, presumably a preacher's pulpit. Is that the right word? Pulpit. pulpit. Mm. Yep. Mm. And so you walk in and you see uh, sitting in the front of the church is the half-elf woman that you saw earlier. And Hello. the gnome that you saw earlier. Oh, Hello. Good it's good. you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, can, I, is, uh, can I sit with you? You're a nice little lad. Does your mummy let you out of the house? No, dear God. You know he's a gnome, right? Very offensive. Oh, he's, he's, he's a what? He's a gnome. Gnome. A, a gnome, not a child. A, a fully grown gnome. They're he's just, a little baby gnome. They're, I'm, no, they're I'm just older small. Than you. you want to sit on my lap, mate? We don't get any taller. We, they're, they're just size. small. They're just small. Yeah. Oh, I'm Ben for what? How are you going? Hi, I'm Marley Craft. Hello. Nice to meet you, big man. Hello, little fella. <laughs> how how tall is Ben for in comparison seven, to me? He's seven foot, and you're less than three. Oh, yeah. oh, god. Not <laughs> 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 Hello. Hello, out there. you a child. Um, and Ben for sort of like, like airplane like he's in the window seat of an airplane just sort of shuffles past you but like doesn't do the whole trying to like get past you without bumping into you he sort of just just walks into you until you move and then sits in the, in the middle of the both of you reeking of hawk shit okay, so, image. <laughs> so the three of you are now seated in the front of the church I just move one chair away. <laughs> just keeping one chair in between me. Uh, M4 then moves over. <laughs> Coming out from the shadows is steps a, a ruggedly handsome human man, possibly in his mid-thirties. Uh, he's wearing a long, weather-beaten brown coat, and he's got a short sword on his hip. He's holding uh, two small sacks. He puts one of them down on um, a table and... Uh, Actually, he puts both of them down on the table. Mm, they're cool. Big move. It's a power move. It's a move. He puts one down, he looks at you, and then goes, I'll put the other one down. Um, <laughs> spoon goes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Two sacks. Two sacks, man! Pam's still got his um, Asian sack of all um, Yes, Pam stands up and places <laughs> it beside <laughs> the two other sacks and goes... I, I didn't know we were bringing sex, please. Sex, Marley. Marley literally slaps her forehead and just rests her hand there. Like, oh my god. Jessel Spoon looks around like, are we supposed to bring sex? Okay, the man sees you do that and he, at first he looks annoyed, but then he gives you kind of a reluctant smile and gestures with his eyes and his his chin for you to go and take a seat. Banfall mutters to himself, You've done well, mate. <laughs> Fat men like Gluff. <laughs> um, so you take a seat. He glares at your shit sack. <laughs> <laughs> this slowly expanding pool. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> coming out, out of it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he makes a show of 
picking it up gently as if he respects it and then very kindly like putting it on the floor not far away from the other sacks but not on the same table um Dan Four shouts quite loudly it's a good move mate it's full of shit (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) yes that much was evident yes Um, smell innit he gives he gives the three of you a smile then he gestures to sort of the the rest of the room which is empty (laughs) and he says uh I, I I thank I thank all of you for coming um Firstly, I'll ask of each of you, um, why why have you come tonight? I'm sorry, I was eating a muffin. <laughs> yes, the catering is very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you brought muffins for everyone. That's most kind of you, uh, young Well, lady. you know, got to feed people wherever you go. Um, well, I mean, I came because somebody gave me a flyer, said that I could play some music, and if I'm really honest, I really don't like the soldiers. Well, nor do I. That's uh, one of the reasons I, I called this meeting and why I've been going from town to town doing exactly that. So welcome. Welcome. And how about you, uh, my my small, diminutive friend? Mm, Trestle Spoon is also eating a muffin. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was eating a muffin. It's a very good muffin. Uh, uh, where I was in the bathroom stall and I overheard these young folks and... Uh, I just wanted to come down, and I've always wanted to do good. So here I am. Uh, trestle spoon. Just <laughs> <laughs> says trestle spoon at the end of every sentence. And to do good, trestle spoon, there is no nobler thing than trestle to do good spoon. in the face of evil. Trestle Thank spoon. you very much for your bravery in coming here. And you, my tall friend. I, I was just hanging out with my two best friends. Um, and they, they, you know, they, they seemed... To be pretty into it. We, we don't. We don't know him. Oh uh, yeah, it was a common joke what we make with each other. Um, <laughs> and I was just, I just thought, you know, these are nice people, um, and maybe, maybe they won't, they won't leave me alone again. Well, I can honestly tell you that with the resistance, you will have a family at your side at all times. Oh, that's that's lovely. Mine just keep running away. Always. No, right, no need to be down. Smell like the room goes completely shit. silent. <laughs> it's, it is the smell part. Says, uh, well, you are very brave in standing up against the Empire and coming here. Oh yeah, I can stand up most days. <laughs> I says I. Uh, I'm very disappointed. The rest of the town aren't as brave as the three of you. They're scared. Hmm. I I can understand that, but the three of you have stood up despite the fear. I've spent the past month since the riots in the Holy City, moving from town to town, recruiting brave people such as yourself who want to take back our kingdom from those Arkvale scum. I've come to Farhaven for this purpose and one other. What's that? I need to get an important confidential letter across the lifeblood to my contact in Dapton. Now you guys know the lifeblood is the um, huge rushing river directly to the south of the town, which separates the kingdom of Airedale from the next kingdom south, which is Tyrannus. Um, and you'll know, uh, you'll have the local knowledge, some of you, that um, the lifeblood is very difficult to cross, except for in one point where there is a large bridge called the Lifeblood Crossing, which is manned by soldiers on both sides, especially now. So the one side we assume is Arkvale Troopers and the other side is Well, the other side, the other side is Tyrannus and the at the moment, because of the current climate, the 
Airedale side is a com- is a kind of combination of Airedale soldiers and Arkvale soldiers. Because mm-hmm. Arkvale is just still in the process of mm-hmm. taking over. So, and then he, the man holds out this piece of paper, which is this confidential letter he's just mentioned. And he says, I would deliver this myself, but with the bounty on my head, I wouldn't get within a mile of that damn bridge. He kind of holds it out to, I, like, in your general direction. I reach out. I'm like, well, I'm a traveller anyway, and I was planning on going to Tyrannus at some point. Apparently they pay performers quite well over there. I could probably deliver a letter. Ah, I love that can-do attitude. You'll go far in this organisation. <laughs> Synergy! Um, he, passes, <laughs> he passes you the letter, uh, so you've now got his letter in your inventory. And he says, so I need you to deliver it to my contact. His name is Smith Corman. You'll find him in the Market Bazaar in Dapton. He describes Smith to you as um, a short, fat, balding man who is impossible to miss because he favours ridiculous, garish clothing Mm. that, in his opinion, attract more customers than they repel. It's sort of his marketing is, I'm the guy with the hideous clothes. Yeah. He says, um... (laughs) You, you will not have any trouble finding him. The trouble will be getting across the lifeblood and finding your way to Dapton. Once you're there, Smith will give you further instruction. Sounds easy enough. And then as soon as that letter enters your pockets or bag, what are you doing with it? Uh, well, I don't have my bag on me at the moment, yeah. so I'm just chucking it in my pocket. Okay, cool. Um, so as soon as that goes in your pocket... You then hear um, some yelling and boots, thundering footsteps on the wooden floor of the church, and you hear, you are all under arrest for conspiring against the Empress, may she live eternal! And these four soldiers pile into the room, and uh, one of them goes straight to the man who was talking to you, and just says, um... Killian Rett, there is an enormous bounty on your head. And he starts to try and manhandle the person who was holding the meeting. And But Killian makes a show of putting his hands in the air of like, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. Um, roll perception, all of you. Oh. 16, 13 for Trestle Spoon, 13. and 15 for Marley. <laughs> no, uh, 18. Um, and my perception your skills if you it is minus one so uh 15 <laughs> okay that's still fine yeah all of you notice that he um he while he's putting his hands up in a show of surrender he, um you, you notice he actually is winking at you as well furiously winking he just he shoots you all a, like a quick like don't worry about this okay in the, ca- in the kerfuffle while they're looking at him i take the letter out of my pocket and slip it into my boot just in case okay and the soldier uh, is trying to manhandle him. He's trying to force Killian to his knees. Um, as he does so, Killian whips out a dagger from his coat and stabs it straight into the soldier's eye. And then he says, Broom does not bend! Which is, you guys will know, as the um, motto of the Brunic faith, which is the god of order. Okay. And the soldier screams, clutching at his eye, and Killian then um, grabs the short sword off his hip, stabs right through the soldier's neck. And then he turns to the party and he says, Welcome to the Resistance. Your first mission, don't die. Roll initiative. (laughs) 
So that's the end of episode one. Thank you so much for downloading and listening and just checking us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, feel free to do so. Uh, we are on all the major ones, at Fate of Ison. That's F-A-T-E-O-F-I-S-E-N. We'd love to hear from you, and we welcome any and all feedback. And if you enjoyed this episode, how about a cheeky five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser? You don't have to, but that would be pretty sweet if you did. Thanks again for listening. We will see you again in episode two. Bye-bye. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Hey all, and welcome to the outro. If you like that, you should check out Fate of Eisen at fateofisen.com or follow them at fateofisen on Twitter. That's Eisen spelled I-S-E-N. We'll put the links down below. Don't forget your towel will be back with our regular programming next week. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. Till next time, and keep your towels at the ready.